All right, and welcome to uh, First Baptist Church Blanchard podcast. This episode seven, uh, we're joined again with the pastor. Uh, he's going to continue on with some of the message that he had uh, about work and moving forward with a, a little series that he's going to start. And we should have a couple weeks of of information out of this. Hopefully, uh, we welcome you to the show. And here's Brother Clay with his info. All right, Joe. Uh, man, good to uh, good to get back in front of the mic. I was out last week. Went off to uh, went and got a little rest. You know, sometimes we need a little rest to keep going in the mission. Uh, we kind of work around here and kind of stay full full forced. So uh, I got away and uh, spent a little time alone. That's um, kind of where the message went from Sunday. Nehemiah. We were talking about the work before the work. How Nehemiah, if you look at Uh, 2 verses 11 he says so I came to Jerusalem and was there three days Um, he had to rest you know he had been on that long journey he had had been there uh, riding that that donkey that camel for about four four and a half months and uh, before he started that great mission of rebuilding that wall he needed to rest a little bit also we saw in there that he needed to do the work before the work he had to go put first hand uh, evaluation on the work. He had to go see what it is that was destroyed, what it is that was tore down. And um, and then he did it by night. And so I'm going to kind of expand a little bit on those a little bit today that I probably didn't um, mention in the sermon. So this might be something that somebody would listen and hear and understand that there is work before the work. What what does that really mean? Um in ministry, in, in sharing the gospel, in, in leading our families, in, in doing these things, there's work before that work. Before I can share the gospel with somebody, you know what I have to do? I'm sure it's a lot. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's knowing Scripture. It's knowing how to share biblical information with that person. Um, because you know what? My words aren't convicting. My words can't save you. There's nothing. We have to stand on the Word of God. And so last night I was uh, leading a Bible study with some some brother friends of mine that we're doing some discipleship stuff with, and and um, the subject came up with with one of the Sunday school teachers. He he was saying, you know, we were talking about sharing the gospel with people, how to be prepared, how do we do that, and we started talking about the Roman road. And one of the brothers in there last night was like, what is Roman Road? What are y'all talking about when you say that phrase? And so we started talking about going through the book of Romans, you know, Romans 3.23, you know, uh, for all have sinned and fall short of the, uh, the glory of God. And so we were trying to show and understand that, you know, a person has to understand that they're lost before they can be saved. Most people think that they're on the road headed to heaven. They think they're on the right road that, that leads to, to somewhere. They think that all people are going to go to heaven, that God's this some big God in heaven that's going to let everybody in and all that. So you have to drill down and to share with those people what the Bible says. Um, the way we live in our own self and um, the, the you know our hearts are, are, are deceitfully wicked. Who can know it but God? And so we have to get people to understand that they're lost before they know that they need to be saved. And so we started talking about that, Romans 3.23, 6.23, Romans 5.8. And while we were doing that, uh, one of those guys were saying, you know what, because I asked them, are you ready to dis- to start discipling other people in your journey? And one of the guys 
the same one that was having trouble with the Roman road, said, you know what, I just don't feel adequate enough to share the gospel, to share, um, to, to, to train somebody to be a disciple and whatnot. And I just said, you know what, that's really not what it's about. It's about just spending time with that person. It's about just trying your best to look through Scripture and understanding it. And that's when I brought that back to him. It's the work before the work. Before you can disciple somebody, you need to learn and look what it means to be a disciple and, and start growing and, and, and starting to, to see how to do that. Well, the, one of the guys said, you know what, I'm a Sunday school teacher. And, and, and in teaching, it takes a lot of preparation. And so if we take Nehemiah here, when it talks about that he did the work at night where he got on that, that, that animal and rode counterclockwise through the different, different gates, he was going southerly, he was going southern, south, uh, around the gate looking. Then he started going eastwardly to look at the gate and everything. And it says that he did that by night. And kind of what we can understand out of that is a lot of the work before the work happens at night. And so that's where I'm going with this. Um, Ronnie said last night, he said, I take my Sundays. He's one of our Sunday school teachers, by the way, here at the church. Does a fabulous job. He, he said, I take my Sunday school book. He says, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel adequate to be a Sunday school teacher. I have trouble teaching, and you know I just want to be as prepared as I can be. He said, so all week I take that book. When I'm on my lunch break or I have a few minutes, I start studying that, that lesson. And then he said, a lot of times at 4 o'clock in the morning I get up. See, 4 o'clock in the morning, you know what's there? Night. It's dark. It, so there's work before the work done at night. It's done in the dark where even myself, there's times I have to get up early or I have to stay here late and it's, sometimes it's dark. A lot of the work that's done before the work is done in the dark. And so he was saying, man, I I get up at 4 on Sunday morning before I even come to the church. And man, I'm studying it and growing. And, and many of us, that work before the work, takes takes time at night. What's happening at night? Well, it's usually quiet. We're usually alone, and we're usually not distracted or disturbed. So I'm, I'm encouraging you guys, whoever's listening to this today, and, and you may be going through some struggles. You may be going through some things with your family where, you know, it may be feeling like it's falling apart. You know, you're, you're trying to help your, your children come to know the Lord. You're trying to help them in their day-to-day struggles that they have. You know, that's at night. A lot of times you need to put the work in before the work and get in there. Get in God's Word. See what it looks like to be a good, godly mom or dad. Uh, to be one that can to lead them to Jesus and, and to establish that solid foundation in the home. So that's all, and I'm, I'm going to use this word over and over. I did it Sunday. It's the work before the work. It takes work to, to lead our children to the Lord. It takes work to lead our spouse to the Lord. It takes work even in the marriage relationship. I mean, it, it takes work. We have to sacrifice and, and to, to so many times rely back on that commitment that we made to them. It's a commitment we made to our children. So that's kind of that work before the work that I kind of want to talk about today. And and to see that there's there's men out there that, that we can look at inside the church. We think they have it together. They have it all figured out. No, it's the work before the work that makes us feel like we have it figured out or that we have things going on that we understand. And so 
the final thing I really want to say this morning or today in this, that even when we don't feel like we can disciple people, if, if we, first of all, we know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we're in a committed relationship with Him, we trust in Him, He's the Lord, we know Lordship, we're, we're born again, there, there's no doubt about that. You're a follower of Jesus. You know what? People are looking not for friendly churches, they're not looking for friendly people, they're looking for a friend. A disciple is a friend. It's a person that when when life's going to pieces, they can pick up that phone and call and say, Hey, Joe, man, I'm having a hard time. Um, my life's really in a bind right now. Uh, can you help me? They don't really need you to go in and pull out some theological long uh, sermon, some long process. They say, sure, man, I'm here for you. Do you need me to come to your house right now? Can we handle this on the phone? Do we need to meet at McDonald's somewhere that's 24 hours, something like this? They're just looking for a friend, somebody that they can pour their life in. You're pouring yours into them. And uh, there's a word I use sometimes. It's fluid, and it's authentic. It's not It's not stale. It's not fake. It's just real life, man. It's just somebody coming alongside and saying, I'll come, I'll come with you and do that journey with you. It's what Jesus did. He picked 12, you know, motley dudes. None of them had it all figured out. They were stinking fishermen, most of them. One was a despised tax collector. You know, they had a they had a mixed bag of a background. But Jesus knew that that he could spend time with their lives. And you know what? They'd slowly be transformed and changed. And so uh, that's the work before the work. I really want us to understand that. We can disciple people, even though we don't feel like we have it all together, that we know everything. We don't know the Bible cover to cover. You know, nobody really. I mean, not all of us do. I don't. I don't know the Bible cover to cover. I've read it many times, you know, on these yearly reading, uh, you know, I've read the Bible. You know, I'm not one of those number guys. I don't say, hey, I've led 2,700 people to the Lord. I've read the Bible 1,500 times, you know, all that kind of jazz. I'm just saying I try my best to get in the Word, to understand it, to read it, and uh, just to help, you know, brothers and sisters along the way and, and encourage them in their walk. And I'm trying to encourage you today. Don't feel like you got to have it all together. Just feel like you can be there for somebody, help them grow and help them walk. Yeah, so uh, it's it's kind of funny you talk about work before the work. Uh, I got a couple things, and and, and being prepared for those times. Uh, I actually had an incident this week, not an incident, but a, a time this week where someone who I had always gone to, looked up to professionally, and um, and some some things occurred that. I was like, man, that's just really out of character for him, and and sure enough, the next day, you know, he he told me after it happened, he came to, he said, man, I just went to my car and sat there and go, what is going on, and and he actually called me, somebody that I looked up to, somebody that I always followed professionally, actually called and said, man, I'm in a bad spot, you know, I I just don't know what to do, I don't know what to think, and and actually started unloading uh, on me, and I just sat there. I was like, okay, Lord, I'll just have to listen to this. And, and so I listened, and all he wanted to do was to just get that off, just to tell somebody something. And, and the best thing that I could respond was, you know, hey, look, I, I don't know where you're coming from, but it sounds frustrating, but I promise you this. You know, as you always say, I won't just put up Facebook prayer hands. I'll put up some real prayer hands on this. And, and I actually stopped, you know, and, and it just— 
it's the culmination of preparation for events like that where you're like, okay, I see where you're going with this, God. I understand what you're doing with with my life in order so that I could help others. So it does take a lot of work. There's a lot of work. You, you keep saying work before the work, work before the work. People don't really know how much work goes into something as simple as a service on Sunday. They don't understand how much goes into uh, even something preparing for the youth. Okay, uh, I would rather prepare a Sunday school message than try to prepare to handle 20, 25, 30 youth for an hour and a half on Wednesday night. So I applaud those guys that do that. Uh, we've got a ton of workers at this church that if if you're listening to this and you attend our church, they would love to show you their work. They would love to. Uh, I can think of four or five people right now that, that just sit, if you sit in this office, you just see them come in throughout the week and you're just like, wow, man, they just, that's all they they worry about. You know, they work on it. But even the the, in the Bible, what were, the fishermen doing whenever Jesus approached them the first time? First time they were washing their nets. Oh, they were working so they could go and fish later. So they were working before their work. So it's the preparation, you know. Um, there's always a saying too, and I'm sure you've heard it, is uh, uh, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And I look at that in our biblical life, Um if we don't prepare with something simple, and it doesn't have to be remember every verse right off the bat in the Roman road and, and be able to, to do these things, but you, the biggest thing is that preparation, you know, and, and I understand that, the nighttime preparation, those times where you wake up at 3 in the morning and you're like, why did I just wake up? Oh, well, the fan must have been off or the air conditioner was off or well, sometimes it's just, well, maybe God just put something on your heart, you know, and when everything else is right and it's not the fan, maybe it is God, you know, and 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 so just learning to embrace that and to realize that the work will be rewarded too. So the work before the work and then uh, seeing our work rewarded is amazing. You know, it just makes you want to work harder and work, work more diligently to get things done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's that's kind of where we want to go today. That there's there's times where we have to be prepared. We have to have that work in before we can actually do those different ministries or those different things. I will share this one uh, need while we're on here, and I know this is a lot of um, of our church members that maybe listen to this. We are trying to branch out and let other people see. And uh, if you are out there and listening to us today, um, we're we're going to start doing some some different. Um, ministries with FCA and um, kind of feeding some students and doing some different things. And uh, it's going to take some, you know, we call that seeding a lot of times when we were talking about our serve ministry, when we talk about seeding, sacking, and then sharing it. And uh, so some of these ministries just need seeding. And so they need some money. That's what seeding means. It just needs some money to, uh, you know, provide some of these donuts, to provide some juice boxes and different things because, um, we want to be in these schools with their FCA programs and, and doing some things with FCA. And, um, you know, it just takes money. It takes some some dollars to uh, buy them some donuts, to buy some Bibles, to buy some uh, different things out there. So if you're willing to uh, to seed some of that ministry, man, we'd appreciate if you would uh, see either me or, or, or Joe here on this and our brother Dale, brother Sam, 
and uh, just tell them where it's where you've heard it, where you want it to go, and uh, we'll designate that money and uh, and help these programs because um, they're captive. They're they're an audience. Um, it, it's it's a uh, student led organization. We don't have to say anything. We don't really need to say anything. There's students out there that can say it. They just need some of us of adults to be there to support them. And a lot of times students don't have uh, 30 bucks to go to uh, the donut shop to go get some donuts. And we can come alongside in that ministry and uh, help those guys. So if you're looking to do that, we, we sure would appreciate it. And uh, we'd love to feed some of these folks. Well, Joe, that's pretty much what I have on the work before the work. We'll yeah. uh, probably keep expanding on it a little bit. And uh, you kind of tell us some, some information on how they can get yeah, in touch so- with us. So coming up, uh, a couple of, of newer things that we've got going on. Uh, be watching for Sunday during the live cast, and really any time uh, that you get out there, you're welcome to call the church office uh, for any events or any questions on events. That's 318-929-2346. Uh, you can always email the church. Uh, go to the website, fpcblanchard.com. Uh, you can email at pastor sec. SEC, so Pastor SEC at fbcblanchard.com. And then if you have any concerns or any questions on, on like the podcasting or any of the media stuff or you want to get involved in any of this, there's tons of places to serve. There's plenty of work before the work with this. Uh, you can email at media at fbcblanchard.com. Uh, so anything like that, any general questions, please, please get with us. Uh, but we just want to be... Even if you need prayer, we just want to make sure that those prayer needs are met uh, and that we we get some of that stuff out there. So so why don't we do that? Why don't we pray for these folks? Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. Folks listening. <clears throat> Father God, Lord, we just thank you for another day you've given us. Lord, I pray this podcast, Lord, reach the right people that it needs to reach today. Lord, there's many folks out there that feel like they're inadequate to disciple. They're inadequate to lead their family to the Lord. They're inadequate to even share the gospel as they go and as they come. And so, Father, I pray that they begin to put that work in before the work. I pray that they begin to study Romans. They look at Timothy, how to be a a disciple, how to be a follower. They look at different scriptures and, and want to grow closer to you because ultimately... You tell us if we draw close to you, you'll draw close to us. And so, Father, thank you for your word. Uh, Touch these folks that are listening. God, be with our folks, God, as they listen. And uh, we just say this, to God be the glory, great things you're going to do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next time.